hello and welcome to the already loved podcast i am your host carly g nipe and today we have a very very special guest one of my closest friends and someone that i just so look up to and it is naomi bell welcome to the pod thank you for having me thank you for coming this is so so exciting um i just wanted to public publicly honor you really quickly um we know each other from crew Mm -hmm. at ucf i remember like when i first met you i was just like oh my gosh she is so cool and so beautiful like and more than just like the more that i've gotten to know you i've just found that you're even more beautiful on the inside seriously and i feel like you are just so like you're just someone who is so easy to be around Mm. you're so sweet to everyone and like literally I've heard more things about your CG, about your community (laughs) group, and just how you've led them, and more than that, too, like, I just love our friendship, because you're, like, my gal for, like, deep conversations about Jesus, and about life, and mental health, and social media, and all the things, and all of our friends make fun of us, because we talk really, really valley, like, kind of disgusting, it's so bad, I get, every time we talk, it's just, like, we just go into a different universe. Yeah. I don't know what no, happens. It's just us. It's like, just us. Everything else is just like, goes black. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> and we just say We're weird... Just weird slang that yeah. we made up yeah. on the spot. <sighs> I can't. <laughs> but anyways, also on top of that, I feel like mm. your heart for the Lord is just so pure. And I love your pursuit of his word. Like, mm. I've never seen anyone so passionately go after, like, reading the word and knowing it. And it, I feel like it's really written on your heart. Oh. Um, your heart is just so teachable and humble and like I feel like you're always you're always wanting to learn even though I'm like you are already so wise like how can you even like but yeah so I'm just wow. so grateful to call you, you my friend. You're awesome. I'm grateful to call you my friend. <laughs> I love you. And it's seriously like I can't even when when you asked me to be on the podcast I know I already told you but like when you asked me to be on the podcast I it, it's just such a high honor mm. to be here because you are so wise Thank like you. I feel that way about you and yeah I feel like encouragement just like comes easy to you. Thank you. Like, you always know what to say. I'm like, I don't understand how that just, like, immediately comes to mind for you. Like, when I just, like, come to you with something, I'm like, Carly, how do I do this? Like, what do I do? You're like, (laughs) I'm just like, how? How do you just, I don't know. But, um, yeah, you're awesome. And I feel encouraged by you daily. And I learned so much from you. So. Thank you. Yeah. I love love you so much. I can't. Well, we always start with these song recommendations of the day. So do you have any song recommendations for us? Okay, I do, I do. Um, Okay, I'm loving, and I have for a while, No One Like You by Upper Room Mm. with Sarah Beth Smith and Alyssa. So good, yes. That album. It's the bridge, that album is like, no, I'm, yeah, I can't. The bridge, though, of that song. What are the lyrics again? Um... I could search all of heaven above and never find another like you. I could uh, search all the earth below. I just can't. I could. There's no one more beautiful. Like that I just is can't. So I can't. So good. Yeah, that one's like one of my favorites. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, one. it's so good. That's like the secret gold. The whole of the album, album is like so good. Yeah. So oh it's gosh. like yeah, but um, also without you, bro. Not without you, bro, but, like, without you. <laughs> the song, the without song you. without you. It's so good. So good. I want to, like, just run. Every time I hear it, I just want to, like, <laughs> I just want to run, run and, like, like run ten laps <laughs> around the room that I'm I in. I seriously do. No. That's um, so true. I don't know. It just sounds like freedom to me. Every time wow. I hear it, I'm just like, oh, like, I just get, I don't know. This is what I life can't help but, yeah, feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to rejoice. Ugh, that's so every good. Every time I hear it. But, yeah. I love yeah. that. Such good ones. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, today, in case you did not read the episode title um we are talking about the gospel and I know it can seem really like elementary 
Um, and I think it can be presented sometimes very elementary, but it's not elementary. It's, it's foundational really. Mm. And, um, I think I have, the minute that I've lost sight of the gospel is the minute that I have start, started to stray and started to just like lose the, lose the beauty of my walk with the Lord. Mm. Um, and so that's what we want to talk today, talk about today. Um, before we really get into it though, would you like to start by sharing the gospel with us? Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so as humanity, we were created for relationship with God. It was our sin that kind of, that severed the bond that we shared. And the reason why that happened is because God is perfect and holy and like he hates sin. So like our sin just broke that bond that we had. You know, I think about this like in just through the lens of myself, like while I was off and chasing my own will and my own selfish desires, God and his deep love for me, even though I built up this dividing wall between him and I, this dividing wall of sin, he pursued me even in that. Um, And he sent himself, God himself, he sent himself to earth in the form of a man. So he dwelled with us and he lived a perfect life because, you know, he sent himself in the form of a man named Jesus and Jesus lived a perfect life. He was without blemish. And uh, although he was perfect, he died a criminal's death he died a sinner's death on the cross and um it was in his death and in the literal like shedding of his blood there's like a quality to the blood like a characteristic of the blood is like it it purifies and so it was in his blood shed that basically covered our sins and so it was the blood that brought us near to god and now we can experience like fellowship and togetherness with God because of the blood of Jesus. And it was nothing that we could do by our own power trying to like reestablish connection with God. All of our efforts don't, they, they don't suffice because we are sinful and he is holy. Like we are broken and he's perfect. And so whether it be religion, whether it be um, just trying to be good, whatever it may be, like none of our efforts to reach him suffice because he's in a category of his own. Yeah, basically we can approach God boldly, boldly and approach the throne boldly boldly because we are like basically he looks at us through the lens of his son and he broke down like it was in his death that Jesus broke down this dividing wall between us and God yeah that is so good thank you for sharing that and something else that I'll add to is you read a lot in the New Testament about Jews and Gentiles and that can be really like what in the world like Mm. what why are they using weird vocabulary Mm. right now um but what used to be in the Old Testament was that Jews were the Israelites. Those are God's chosen people. They're all the ones who are blood related to Abraham. Mm. And God promised them all of these things that we now have access to. So back in the Old Testament, in the tribes of Israel, they would have a tabernacle. And in the tabernacle was the holiest of holies. So that was where God's presence could come into the space. And they would have a priest go in once a year and he would get all the glory for the entire year. He would go in sacrifice a perfect lamb and in that sacrifice the lord would come and his that would be the fullness of his presence there used to be a rope that they would tie around his ankle because he would be he would pass out from from the presence of god Mm -hmm. because his glory was so so much greater Mm -hmm. and so out of this world that we know Mm -hmm. um and it would drag him out and but that's how we would get the glory and the presence of god is through that one priest right and Mm -hmm. so the reason why it says in hebrews that jesus is our high priest And it also says that he is the lamb, Mm -hmm. you know, he was the lamb who was slain. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things are parallels to what we get access to today. 
we have more access to the presence of God now than they did 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so what happened when Jesus died on the cross was he represented the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And he represented the high priest. He represented all of it so that we could have access to the presence of God. Yeah. And in this, it, some, it says in the, in the crucifixion of Jesus, in every word that it's written, it talks about how the veil of the curtain was torn in two. And if you don't know, that is the tabernacle. That was the... That was the line into the holiest of holies, but it was Mm -hmm. torn in two, Mm -hmm. which means that Jesus gave us access. His death gave us access to the presence of God. And it actually tore in two so that not only Jews could get access to this, but also Gentiles. And we are Gentiles. Unless Mm -hmm. you are blood related to Jews, you are a Gentile and you, we, we are not included. And that's why it says we are adopted into his family Mm -hmm. and we're, we're grafted in because we were not originally supposed to have access, but he wanted to give us Mm -hmm. access. Yeah. Can we draw that parallel to the Old Testament? Yes. Right, how you were saying how um, there were lambs that were, you know, why Jesus is considered the perfect, perfect lamb. lamb. Why do we call him the perfect lamb? Yeah. It's because back in the Old Testament, for someone to be um, basically, like, justified in the sight of God, they had yeah. to sacrifice an innocent animal in their place. And it was the literal, like, bloodshed of the animal that, like basically brought them back into right standing with God. Wow. Right? That purified them. Yes, that purified them, but it only covered their sin. Wow. And it only covered their past and, like, present sin. Mm. But with Jesus, the perfect lamb, him being God, he's eternal, and so his blood is eternal, which means that it covers our past, our present, and future sin. And not only this, the past, present, and future sin of me, but of you and of everyone. Yeah. And not only the people that were living within his time, but us here in 2023 yeah. today. His blood is eternal, and it covers every sin. Wow. Um, and so that's why the bloodshed is like, I know that we talk about the blood and it seems like, what the heck? That seems <laughs> yeah. super, it's super so spiritual cultish, and yeah. so cultish. But it's like, it is like the blood itself. It says in Ephesians that we have been brought near by the blood. Well, why have we br- been brought near by the blood? Why can the blood do that? It's because it purifies us. And it's only when we're purified that we can stand in the presence of a pure God. And that's wow. why we are brought near. Wow. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. That is so good. That is so, so good. And yeah, even going off of what you were saying earlier of how, like, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. Yeah. Because he died in our place. That is the death, like, not only death by, like, crucifixion on a cross, but the death of eternal separation from him. Yes. That is what the death that you and I deserved in our sin, mm-hmm. in our flesh. And sin is just mm-hmm. something that, like, we just... It's in, it's in, it's innate. It's mm-hmm. literally something that we're born with. Yeah. And unfortunately on this earth, like there's nothing we can do about it, but that's why Jesus did yes. what we could not do. What we could not do. He came, lived a perfect life, died the death that you and I deserve so that mm-hmm. we could have eternal communion with God and not eternal separation. Mm-hmm. Eternal separation is death. Eternal communion mm-hmm. with him is life. And yes. we get access to that life through Jesus. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while since I've recapped the gospel. No, I know. Is, so that's why it's a little like shaky for me, but it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to try to convey it all. And there's so many facets yes. that we can go into. Yes. And that's actually what, honestly, we'll talk what about. we are talking yeah. about is like, there is so, there's so many different ways to approach it. There's yes. so many, like, there's just so much. It's, it's a never ending yeah. revelation of who he is. Yes. And I love that exactly how you described it. It's a never ending revelation. Like it's simple. And that a child could understand it. Yeah. But, like, so infinite that, like, I will spend my entire life, like, continuing to grow in revelation of it. Yeah. It's That's beautiful. So it's, yes. like, so profound that, like, it has that effect on me, but also a kid, like, can conceptualize this. Yes. And also someone who's lived an entire lifetime and is on their deathbed, like, yes. can understand this. Right. Like, anyone. Right. 
Oh, it's... he's so good that he made it simple for us. Yeah, he didn't make us jump through a bunch of hoops. Right, or like it's not this like math calculus equation. It's yeah. like it's so simple. Oh, that's so true, and it's because he knows that we're like children. Yes, like I think yeah. we think that we're all that, but like we are not all yeah. that. Like I'm not all that. Yeah, you know, but he knows. Yeah. It's our limited human understanding how, you know how Paul in Romans talks about, like, he makes analogies. Yeah. And he's like, I have to explain it to you in this way because of your limited human understanding. It's literally, like, that's how, I mean, God did that for us. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's so good. It's a simple message. It really is. And yeah. that's so why it's so beautiful and yeah. why it's so life-changing. Yes. And why also I think it's hard for people to believe. Because they're right. like, it can't be that simple. It can't, it's crazy because I've shared the gospel with people before and after sharing they'd be like, huh? Like, Wow. Wait, what? Like, I'm confused. Like it maybe it has to do with any... the way that I'm explaining it. But also, even when I feel like I'm breaking it down in, like, four simple yeah. steps, there's still, like, wait, so I don't have to work Wow, to... I don't have to earn this? I don't have to earn this? Because they grow up in this way of religion, mm-hmm. like, and not even just in religion, but, like, in life. We're taught yeah. that we have to work to earn things. Everything. Right. Yeah. So it would be, it, make, it would make sense that they'd be left confused as to why, like, this is about... It's no longer about a law of work. It's about a law of faith and faith wow. alone. By grace, by you've grace, been saved. exactly. By grace, we've been saved through faith. But people are left confused when I share that with them because they're like, "That's it." Yeah, that is so so true. And I think that's like what, what that is what instills fear of God in us, where mm. we're like, "He is so good." Yes, and He's so great. Like, yeah. not just great. Like, oh, you're a great person. Like, He's great. Yeah, and. Yeah, I think that's what makes us honor him more mm-hmm. and, like, make us more in awe of him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. he would do that for me and yeah. before I even knew him. Yeah. He did that for me while I was running away from him or right. while I was actively betraying him. Right. No, but I love, like, the whole concept of the gospel no longer being about, it's not about works. It's not mm. about me being good or trying to earn God. It is only by way of faith, through grace, or by grace through faith. Yeah, um, and it's a gift. It's a gift. It's not a reward. Wow. Our salvation is not a reward for being good. It's a gift because we're bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so... And because we're bad. Because we can't do anything in our own nature mm-hmm. to reach him. Yeah. That's why it's a gift. Why do you think people have a hard time understanding why God would do this? Mm. Like, okay, this is great and all. Like, I could hear, like, someone who's almost, like, a little skeptical. And I've been in this spot, too, of, like, okay... This song's all great, but why would God do this for me? Like, I don't even know him. Or why would, you know, what would you answer with that? Yeah. Honestly, I think our culture has a lot to do with it. The way that we've painted out God to be like, we don't see, a lot of our culture does not see him or view him as a loving God. Yeah. Or the church has misrepresented him. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that have been hurt by the church or have grown up in this way of thinking that like, God is this God that's out to get them. Wow. To be honest, though, I still find myself like, why would he even do that for me? Mm. I know that it's out of his love for me. That's the only answer I have. Yeah. It's only out of his love for me. I cannot explain it. I don't know why he would do that for me. Yeah. When I think about him being God and moving from his throne for me, like he moved, I think I've explained this to you before, but him like being God and humbling himself to the form of a man and not only like, not a man with like status or riches or like in, in Isaiah, I think it's 53 where it talks about he had no form, that we should look at him, no beauty, that we should admire him. Like there was nothing about his earthly body that like, nothing about it, like his earthly self that made us like, like 
want attracted. him or attracted to him. You yeah, know what I mean? that's so true. So he humbled himself to the form of a man, but not only to the form of a man, but to the form of a servant, mm. which is insane that God himself would like humble himself to the point of servanthood yeah. and not only to the point of servanthood, but to the point of death, God humbling himself to the point of death. A death that hurt. A death that hurt. A death on a cross. A, a death that was shameful because the cross was for the worst of sinners. Yeah. It wasn't just some, like... And that's the thing, is it could have been painless, and it could have been a death that, like... Was honoring, was even. On, exactly. Right. But it was humiliating. He hung yeah. naked on a cross, and it was shameful. It didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. But I think even in that, it's like I see his love for us, too, that he would, like... It's out of... I think one of the reasons why it was that kind of death was to show us that like, I'm not a God who is far removed from your pain. Wow. I'm not a God who is going to choose to be far removed from your pain. Like and I, he could have, he could have, he would have every right. Exactly. To be far He's removed God. From our pain. Exactly. Exactly. But wow. he did not for that. Um, wow. and so I just think like when I follow that, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. I don't, I'm, I'm left speechless. I'm like, what do I, what is there to say? Like, it was just out of his love for me. I don't even get it that's either. So I didn't good. earn it. I did nothing in my in my power to earn it. That's so good. And that's literally the answer that, like, I think all of us need is, like, when people ask why, why would God do this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Because he loves us. Yeah. And there's, and that's where his ways are just so much higher than our own. And mm-hmm. we just need to trust his character and, yeah. like, know that if we're all as dumbfounded as, as each other, right. then, like, he really is that good. Yeah. That is so good. Do you want to... We're going to get right in... Okay, we literally have already we're been gonna into this. We're going to get right into it. <laughs> we're going to get right into this one. We're already 20 minutes into this. Yeah. But wow, okay. I want to hear a little bit about your story. Tell me <clears throat> just a little bit of your walk with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I will say that the Lord has been present in my life for my whole life. Like, mm. even before I... Even before my salvation, which was when I was 15, like, I look back... Um, on my younger years and I'm like you were there you were there and you were also there Mm. and I didn't see it I didn't know it but he was wow like even as a child I would have dreams about Jesus wow and like go to my mom and be like yeah I just like had this dream about Jesus it was like I don't know one really crazy dream about like okay my dad like being arrested and then like he was brought to court and then the judge was Jesus and he let him go free and I was like six or seven years old and I went to my mom and I was like yeah, so it was stuff like that, wow. weird things like that, dreams I'm that I would shocked. have. Yeah, dreams that I would have about Jesus that, I mean, I I honestly didn't even really know the gospel. Like, yeah. I had heard it, like, growing up. Um, you know, I went to Sunday school, and I was put on, like, child discipleship programs and everything. So I, I knew Jesus. I knew that he died on the cross for my sins, and I knew that he raised again three days later, but I didn't understand what that was supposed to mean for me mm. and how that was supposed to have an effect on my life. Um but when I was 15 years old, um, that was when I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to share a little bit about that night because yes. um, I find myself regularly recounting that night. Um, but yeah, I was 15 years old. I was a freshman in high school. And my friend at the time, um, she loved God. Um, she still does. And she um, she was like inviting me to church on a regular basis. And I just kept saying no, because I was just like, I don't know, I was just like nicely kind of just being like, yeah, that sounds cool. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It's not for me, whatever. And there was one day during lunch where she had given me this flyer for this like revivalist, like it was like this, it was called like the movement. And it was like a Mm. revivalist event that was happening at her church, actually one nearby. And, um, it was for like middle schoolers and high schoolers. And she gave me the flyer. She was like, you should come out tonight. And honestly, I said yes out of just like, 
trying to just like be like you know what like I'm just gonna say yes so she stops asking me yeah yeah and so I actually ended up going that night my mom drove me um and yeah I got there and she was already there and it was about 30 minutes before the actual service started and she was very involved in the church Mm -hmm. and so before the service actually started they had this 30 minute window where they would have pre-service prayer and pray over the room and it would be students that were praying over the room students and leaders so Mm -hmm. she was one of the students praying over the room so I got there I walk in the auditorium and I see all these students my age like pacing around the room talking to themselves and I'm like what the heck is going on yeah I don't want to be in here like (laughs) why did she invite me to this exactly I'm like I don't I don't I don't know what to do right now like because she's my only friend too so I get there and She's like, oh, hey, Naomi. Okay, bye. And she, like, goes and, like, she goes and does her own thing. Um, And so I'm kind of just left there, like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't really, yeah, so I don't really feel comfortable doing that. So I kind of just found a chair um, where she put her stuff down. And I sat down um, with, like, yeah, I just sat down. And my elbows were, like, on my knees. My head was, like, in my hands. I was looking at the floor. And I didn't even know what to say. I think it was the fact that everybody else around me was praying. Mm. And I saw their fire for God and them being my age. And I was like, what do they see about God that I don't see? Like, what do they know about him that would wow. beckon that kind of response? And so here I am sitting in this chair. And I don't I don't remember the, the exact words that I said, but it was something along the lines of, hey, God, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I don't know what to say, but... I ask that you would just show yourself to me, like just reveal yourself to me. And all of a sudden I feel this weighty presence just like sit on my back and then it like goes throughout my entire body, overwhelms my entire body, my entire being. And it was like, yes, it was weighty, but it was like, and it was overwhelming, but it was so supernatural. I knew that it was supernatural and in my head, I knew, I knew that it was God, but I didn't know. I feel like you shared this before. You knew Jesus, you knew God, but you didn't know the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so it felt like this supernatural presence that just like engulfed my entire being, but I knew it was divine. I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit though. Wow. And so I just start weeping. I just start weeping. And then by the time my friend got back and her friends had gotten back, there was just like this huge puddle on the floor in front of me. And they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think so. I don't know what's going on. Wow. Um, and so anyway, fast forwarding. Yeah. Like the speaker had gotten up don't even remember what he talked about, but I just remember at the end of the service, I'd gotten up for the altar call and all I can remember was just like, I had spent the rest of my night or the rest of the night on my knees, literally just sprawled out on the floor. People were like coming over to me and like, that was the first time that I'd ever heard anyone speak in tongues. So I was like, what are they doing right now behind me? I was like, I wasn't freaked out though, because I was seriously just having a moment with the Lord. Like that was the night that I I met the person of Jesus. I oh knew gosh. about him my whole life, but I met him that night. And it was in that posture of me just being laid out on the floor. I had a vision of Jesus walking out of the seashore and extending his hand out towards me. Oh my god. Literally gosh. insane. Literally insane. And that has just been marked in my brain ever since that wow. night. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful night. That was a night that I received the Holy Spirit. Um, and I remember going home and just being like, just like falling into my mom's arms and being like, I don't even know what just, well, I knew what happened that night, but I was still just, I was so shaken. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful. First of all, I've never heard that like part of your testimony Um, and I'm like shook. That is also that encourages me so much because it says in the word that signs and wonders are for the unbelievers. hmm. And so I think there's a lot of like, wow, there can be a lot of like, Oh, like Naomi's never heard the gospel. We should not like do all, but like, 
they just did what they were doing yeah. and you experienced the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And also like to see his heart pursuing you through your friend, first of all, yeah. like persistently, wow. like I want to pursue my friends like that mm. persistently. And that convicts me. I wow. want to do that. I want to be that for them. Wow. But then on top of that, just seeing that he came, like when you yeah. asked him to show up, he showed up. Yes. And that is so beautiful. And yeah. that's so his character. And I, I just am in awe oh, of that. I love that's amazing. Him. I love him. Yeah. And you're so right. My friend, like, con- like she consistently pursued me, even though I said no, like a million times, yeah. she still kept asking. Wow. Wow. Shout out her. Okay, if you're listening, Lauren, shout out. You. <laughs> shout out Lauren. <laughs> shout out Lauren. And, and, yeah, because seriously, yeah. and we're still friends to this day. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, and I just remember the day after going to school and like going to my first period. This is the only memory I have of that day. But I literally remember just like being in a daze. I didn't even know wow. like what to do with myself. It's seriously, I don't remember what it was like, obviously, to be a newborn. But <laughs> if I could, that's the way, that's the best way that I would describe it. Mm. It was almost like I was like, opening my eyes and seeing the world for the first time. Wow. Like, there's no other way to describe it. That's also, exactly what the word yeah, describes, though. Yeah, we were yeah, dead in our sins, yes. and now we are alive mm-hmm. in Christ, and mm-hmm. he's, created, he's made us a new creation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you were experiencing what yes. it felt like to be wow. a new creation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What else were you just saying? That's crazy. That that's literally, that's biblical, what yeah. I was feeling. Yeah. And I think, too, i just been living life all the way up until then, kind of, like, with a gray tint wow. over my vision without even knowing it and it wasn't until like that day that I was like what the heck this is what life is like wow this is what living is like this is what I was missing out on so yeah I was shook anyway for years amazing yeah that is so amazing oh my goodness yeah I love that so that day happened and that was crazy but um so I was on fire for God for about a year uh following and I think that I'd expected my walk with him to be characterized by like and yes, he's always pursuing us, but I, I neglected the seeking factor that there was there. Mm. Um, I thought that like my walk with him would always look like him meeting me the way that he met me that night. Wow. And there would be like, cause all that I did was ask him to like reveal himself to me and he showed up, which yeah. I believe like that's still his heart to do. But, um, I wasn't in the word and I wasn't really like immersed in Christian community either. Mm. Um, and I think with the busyness of life and like high school problems, I was just, I just got caught up and I, yeah. I lost sight of what was essential and I ended up kind of just living maybe like my my sophomore junior and senior years of high school just kind of for myself and going my own way and I kind of put my salvation on the shelf and was like okay I'm saved and and that's enough that's enough I'm good right wow yeah yeah it's so real Mm -hmm. and then so I got to college and then that self-focused way of living grew worse and it wasn't until COVID which I mean that was like totally like a reset button for me yeah um where I think just in the quiet of that, I was able to take a step back from the way that I was living. Honestly, the best way that I would describe COVID, I really feel like it was spiritually God calling all of his lost sheep back to himself. Yeah. I mean, I I think that there are multiple purposes for that, obviously, but like, that's what it was for me. And I noticed that that was true for a lot of other, uh, like a lot of my friends who'd been living for years for themselves but like COVID was when that switched. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like when, for me with COVID and this is what the Lord had revealed to me, which is literally along the same lines is it was him whittling down those who are really, really in it and those who aren't. Yes. And in that he's calling back the ones who, who he knows, like yeah. they want him and they so need him, <laughs> but that's so good. It's like, yeah, it was a whittling down. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a calling back to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love what you said too, a reset button. Like mm-hmm. that really was, mm-hmm. that really was what it was as yeah. well for me. But yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's where you, like, started mm-hmm. getting back into it. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I essentially just, like, rededicated my life to him. Um, and that was such a journey for me. Um, and it was hard because um, I think just the more that I spent time with him, because I had a lot of time to sit with him, the more time that I spent with him and the more time I got caught up in his holiness, the more aware I became of my sin. And uh, there were things that he was bringing to the surface of my heart. And it was hard for me to acknowledge that those things were in me. Yeah. Um, but I know that his heart for me is not to shame me. I understand that. Uh, but I think that in my flesh, I kind of just allowed myself to fall into this place of shame over the things that were kind wow. of coming up to the surface. Things that within me that I had no idea that had, that had been present in me for my whole life. But when I would look back on my life, I'd be like, oh, there it was. There it was again. There it was. Nobody told me that this was in me. Mm. And I was just like... I, I felt, yeah, I fell into this deep pit of shame over um, these things that I, were, I, I was realizing was in me. And all these things that he had brought to the surface, um, revealing that these things were within me, he redeemed all of it. Yeah. He redeemed all of it. And it, I'm still in the process, obviously. Like, it's it's a lifelong process of, of just being sanctified. Um, and honestly, I, I would say that it wasn't upon conversion or salvation that all these things kind of just went away. Mm, um, it's a process. I'm, it's a process. It is a process. That's good. Um, yeah, I went through a very heavy process of just being refined. Um, and like I said, it hurt, but um, it was needed. And yeah. I think also just the more that I got to know God... Um, I think that I kind of started to find myself in this very like religious kind of mindset. Wow. Where I got more caught up in doing things for God mm. and got, I got more caught up with his hand and like the things that he was blessing me with more than I was caught up with him. Wow. Like I found myself, I found a great church and I got plugged in at crew and then I eventually started working for my church and I was doing all of these things that I think that I thought qualified me. Wow. Um, and it really was like a matter of just like self-righteousness, honestly. Wow. But yeah. I, I, I thought all these things qualified me and I missed the fact that it's not these roles or titles that qualify me. It's not the organizations that I'm in that qualify me. It's literally like the blood of Jesus that qualifies me. Yes. So I missed so that. I missed that. I got caught up with, with his blessing more than I was caught up with him. Wow. And so that's how I've kind of just gotten to this place of, I mean, I've grown with the Lord. I've grown in the Lord more than I have these past six months than I have the seven years of my salvation. Wow. Wow. And it's because I've just, in sitting with him and being reminded of this gospel, it has such a persuasive power over yes. every part of me. That's so and good. It's like I've matured more in just like this simple message than I have not that like the not not that any part of the bible is like lesser than the other because it's all the gospel it's yeah. all pointing pointing to Jesus but just like focusing on the life and the death and the res- and the resurrection of Jesus has done more for me more in maturing me in my yeah. walk with Christ than anything else has yes that is so good and it's biblical mm-hmm. that's what childlike faith is mm-hmm. it's going back to the basics and like that is what shapes a believer is our knowledge of the gospel because that's what it all comes down to is like we can make all the mistakes in our lives we can be as successful as we want to we can check off all the boxes but if it's not about the gospel and like if it's devoid of the gospel 
then it's worthless. Mm. If it's devoid of love, then it's worthless. And that's what it literally says in the word when he's like, if I do all these things, but I don't love, then it's worth nothing. I was just reading that today. First that Corinthians. is crazy. We went through that passage at church. That's amazing. And I read it before I got here. Oh, it's so good. But that's yeah. literally, yeah. I love that. And I've seen that in your life. Like mm. knowing you for the past, like probably like year and a half-ish. Like seriously, I've seen so much growth and so much like, there's a depth of your knowledge and your love for the Lord that I've seen. And it's a purity too. It's a purity of your love for him. And I think it's it, literally what you said is how it comes back to how your knowledge of the gospel has mm. grown and or just deepened. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, that is so good. Thank you for sharing. I know that was a lot, but it was so good. And thank you for like recapping all that for us. Yeah. Okay. So now we have some questions. Um, so you've told me before and we've had conversations about how your life message is just the simplicity and the power of the gospel. Tell me a little bit about that. Mm. I would say the gospel, it informs everything like it informs the way I view myself it informs the way I view other people um and it informs the way that I view God like I love what you said too just like simplicity you know how we were talking about before the gospel just being simple yeah um and I love that it's just all it is is a matter of faith it is by grace through faith grace being like it's exemplified or personified in the person of Jesus Jesus is grace personified and it's by us putting our faith in him that we are saved and um, I just think living in light of that and knowing that justice salvation was not a matter of works, my walk with him, like I'm no longer justified on like by how much I can do for him. Um, but what he already did for you. But what he already did for me. Yeah, that is so, so good. I love that, that the gospel informs every other mm-hmm. facet of your life mm-hmm. and how you view God and how you view yourself. Like, yeah. That is such a beautiful way. I think people think of the gospel as one of the many things, but it is the thing. Yeah. Like, people think it's like, oh, this is one of the things of being a Christian, but it's like, no, that is the thing. Yes, yes. That's so good. Yeah, exactly. It's not something that is only necessary for our saving. Like, it's something that, like we talked about before, it's not something that we shelf and then just, like, move on from. It is supposed to have a transforming power over our walk every single day. And also just being reminded of the fact that the heartbeat of the gospel is love. And so every time I'm reminded of the gospel, it's simply a fact of me being reminded of his love for me. And that is what changes the way that I view everything, is being reminded of his love for me. Like, it changes the way that I view myself, because I view myself through how he views me. Yeah. Right? Um, It changes the way you view him. Yeah. Because that is him. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the gospel is the perfect picture of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And so it's no longer our opinion of him Mm -hmm. or our idea of him, Mm -hmm. but it's him. Yes. Yes. And I would say that that translates even into the way that I view my own worth. Wow. And we've had this conversation before. Yeah. How my worth remains entirely apart from the opinions of man, what people have to say about me, how Jesus himself was again, despised and rejected by mankind and everyone had their own opinion about who he was, whether or not he was God, whether or not he was the the Messiah. But it's like, did that change the fact that he was God? No. Wow. Did it at all, did yeah. it at all diminish his deity? It didn't. And so the opinions of man were simply that. They were just opinions. Of, they were just the opinions of man. And who he was remained entirely separate from what people had to say about him. And so in that same vein, it's like who I am in Christ and what God says about me is like 
that's why the gospel, like, it, it just informs me of my worth also. Just, yes, because um, it stands apart from what others have said. Yes. That is so good. Yeah. That is, like, literally the key to identity. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think we picture that, like, what God says about us in his word is on the same plane as what other people say about us. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. It stands apart. Yes. It's, it is permanent. Yeah, it yes. It is fixed. Immovable. Yes, immovable. Oh, that's so good. Mm. But everything else is like like post-it notes. Yeah. Like unsticky post-it yeah. notes, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. No, I think that I kind of viewed it as like if you would picture me kind of sitting on a stack of bricks, uh, but like one on top of the other and then one on top of the other and each brick representing something that someone would have to say about me whether it be good or bad, but it's like I'm sitting on top of this stack of bricks that's like swaying left and right because it's simply like it's just one brick on top of the other, right? But then all of a sudden this brick comes in from right field and just like hits the middle of the structure and the structure comes falling down and and me along with it. And that's like a negative word or a like, or even a thought that you have about yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I come falling down with it. Wow. And so does my worth. And so, but that's kind of a picture of just like, yeah, that's how I was, basically, that's how I under, I understood my identity. Before you knew mm-hmm. the power of the gospel, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You were basing all of it off of these, like, bricks and building your, building your life mm-hmm. on what other people have said about you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Versus, like, what he says is the right way, which is, like, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone yeah. and everything else being built on top of it and being built around it. That way it becomes a well-formed structure. Yes. So that way I'm no longer just sitting on, like, one little tiny brick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting on top of, a like, foundation. a foundation. Yes. Yes. That is so, so good. Literally, when I tell you guys, that changed the way that I viewed, like, my identity and I I thought I knew identity like I was like Mm. I've heard all the verses I've heard all the messages about identity Mm. but it's like yeah that is so good of just like it is basing our worth on what he's already spoken over us and knowing that that stands apart from it stands separate from what other people Mm -hmm. have said about us good and bad Mm -hmm. and even when people encourage me in Christ when they're Mm -hmm. like oh I love your faith or I love this I love the podcast or even like and not saying those things are bad things like obviously words of affirmation is my love language so like I'll eat that up yeah but even finding myself starting to make an idol of those which are would which would be seen as good compliments Mm -hmm. like oh yeah like Mm -hmm. but it's still if it's not from the lord like right and there I think they're also something that you and I have talked about too is the difference between like there are like I think really good affirmation is affirmation that calls out what the lord has already spoken over Uh, you yes something that like just confirms what he's already spoken yes and, like, those are so good. And, yes. like, that is what we can hold on to because we've already heard it from him. Yes. But the key is already hearing it from him. Already hearing it from him. Exactly. And believing it fully from him first. First. The encouragement should be supplemental. Yes. It cannot be what we base our our, our identity off of. Yeah. And what our definition of success is or yeah. what. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. Yeah. So going into the next question, what does the gospel mean to you in your personal life? When we think about God humbling himself to the form of a man, but a man to the point of servanthood, I'm like, okay, if God, of all things, chose to come to earth and be a servant, I'm like, how much more would that mean that, like, servanthood is the highest calling? And sometimes I literally, I just, I I brush that off as being something. Wow. Like. A suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Or it being just, like, less, 
glorious. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? Yes. Glorious may, may not be the word. Less flashy and glamorous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Glamorous. That's so good, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it also is, like, less glorious as well. Like, yeah. It's not very glorious at all. Yeah. But that's so good that if, if Jesus modeled, like, what we should pursue after, mm-hmm. and he was a servant, then we should pursue servant. Yes. That's so right. good. And I think that it it can be looked at as a suggestion mm-hmm. in the church, mm-hmm. in yes. life, even in ministry. Yeah. I literally heard it said, and this is kind of similar, but it's like success looks like being on your face at the feet of Jesus. Mm. That's what success is. Mm-hmm. And if like things in your life, I mean, obviously like you can't be like that physically, literally all the time, mm. but like just the idea the of like your, your heart. Though. Yes. The posture of your heart. And you could actually physically be on your face in the, like you could be on your face for the Lord and it's still not in your heart. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's so many. Whoa, like, come on. There's so many whole conversation of worship too. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're doing it. Yeah. We're going to do an episode on worship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so, yeah. so good. Yeah. What do you think happens when we lose sight of the prominence of the gospel? Mm, I think we lose our zeal and we lose our desperation for God. And here's the thing also is that God cannot help but respond to hearts that are desperate and honest before him. Yeah. But here we are, like, we don't, a lot of us don't live lives in desperation, especially here in America. Like, like us too, our circumstances don't call for our desperation, right? So yeah. a lot of the we're time. We're like in white picket fence. Exactly. We're comfortable. Perfect car, perfect house. Yeah. Yeah. We're comfortable. Um, or even I, if it's not that, we still have, I mean, everyone in America is like 90% or richer than 90% of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. There's not a lot of dependence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, we'll ask ourselves, okay, if my situation or my circumstances not call for one of desperation, what do I do? If that's what he responds to, what do I do? And it's like us literally meditating on the gospel message reminds us of our need for God. Yeah. And it cultivates that desperation within us. Yes. And so I've noticed that, like, that's why I need it every day because – Every time I am reminded of me being a sinner who was far off and I alienated myself from God and there was nothing that I could do in my own power to establish relationship with him again, that he had to come and get me and he had to send himself and he had to do all the work. It's like when I'm reminded of my desperation in that, that translates, you know what I mean? And it like, I just think being reminded of my need for him, the gospel reminds me of my need for him. Mm -hmm. And I think the greatest thing the most important thing in my walk with God is to be regularly reminded of my need for Jesus yeah I think when we're not reminded we lose our zeal yeah yeah and we lose the why yeah our why that's so so good I 100% agree and I feel like when we lose sight of the gospel it's almost like just like starting a graph like if you're picturing two lines like you're starting pretty close right but if you're just one degree off Mm. at the end of the line Mm -hmm. it's like so much further away from Mm -hmm. where you started And so we can be one degree off, but it ends up being, like, completely, completely opposite of what we wanted Mm -hmm. when we lose sight of the gospel Mm -hmm. and keeping the main thing the main thing. Yes. And I think that's when, honestly, I see that in, first of all, my life, period, Mm -hmm. but also in the church, Western Christianity, I see it in worship music. I see it in in the way just communities are formulated Mm -hmm. even in, in, like christian circles and Mm -hmm. and not saying like we're not sitting here dumping on like that but it's just like an encouragement and an invitation i feel like the lord is inviting us back to him inviting us back to Mm. keeping the main things the main things 
and the prominence of the gospel, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And I think that's evident in just what we're seeing in our nation right now. Like, when we think about Asbury, it's like, it's not about hype. It literally just is about, like, people coming humble before the Lord. Yes. Like, in, in desperation in for desperation him. In desperation for him. Yes. And his spirit is literally just being poured out. Yes, because that's what he responds to. That's what he responds to. I'll never forget reading in the New Testament and the Lord was taking me through all of his miracles and every time he healed someone. Mm. And I remember being like, okay, this is great. Like, I love that you're healing these people. This is awesome. But like, mm. what, what are you showing me? Mm-hmm. And he showed me that every single time that someone came to him, it was in desperation. Wow. And that's what he responds to. Wow. They didn't come to him like, you're gonna heal me like they're like i need you my daughter's dying or i haven't i've been bleeding for you know what i mean like yes insert whatever and so it's like that's what he responds to he responds to a desperate heart that's what he does his best work on yes and that's why pride and sin is what is disgusting to him because in pride and sin we can't receive yeah we We communicate that we don't need him yeah we're like we're good i'm Mm -hmm. good without you but Mm -hmm. it's like and I, I love what, like, even bringing up Asbury, yes, like, that is what the heart of that revival is mm-hmm, about. It's about mm-hmm. confession, repentance, and desperation for him. Coming honest and humble before him. Yes. And that we don't need, I think we've wanted a lot of these things that we've added to church. Yeah. We want good worship music that everyone wow. likes. We want a nice production. We want flashy preaching and trendy clothes. And we want these things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like, I mm-hmm. like them. And we mm-hmm. benefit from them. Mm-hmm. But do we need them? Right. Only one thing is needed. It's essential. Yes. And Mary has found it. And it will not be taken from her. Literally, that's literally what... That's literally the gospel. Literally. <laughs> no, let's talk about Mary. Yes. Because when we when we look at the story of Mary and Martha, and we see Martha caught up in her serving, serving is not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, have we talked about before? Like, he literally came to as earth a as a servant. Serving is not a bad thing, but Jesus says that she was caught up in much serving. Yeah. And so... And the details. Yes, and in the details. And I don't think that that would have been a bad thing if she had first sat with the Lord. Wow. It was Mary's sitting with him that he he deemed as being the better portion. Wow. Right? And even Martha, it felt like Martha was doing that for his love. Mm, but not wow. from that place wow. of love. But that's exactly what Oof. you're saying is if she would have sat with him first, she would have been filled with his love yes and then serving yes and oh that's so good yeah and that's the gospel that literally is like we don't do it out of reach we don't serve out of reach we are not obedient out of reach out of trying to reach him Mm. it's done out of response to what he's done for us and i think that that is a confusing thing for people they think that we have to work to earn him Mm -hmm. and i'm like no the works come on the back end of salvation not on the front end they're not a prerequisite to salvation yeah it literally is just done out of response to his love yes yes that is so so good oh my gosh only one thing is needed yeah and I think I love you talked about this in a podcast before about striving in your own strength right yeah and it's like yeah burnout is easy and that happens when like we are not committing to sitting with the Lord yeah I've heard Eric Gilmore say it like let your bowing be as you're breathing Mm, wow right that like shook me as often as our breathing yes yeah we breathe Literally every second, <laughs> every second of every day. Right. But yeah. Wow. And that is what a life laid down to him looks like. Yeah. If anyone's listening and they're like, oh, like I, I don't know if I could get there. Tell the Lord that. Mm-hmm. Ask him to meet you there. Mm-hmm. Um, because it can be, we can start to strive even when we want the things of God. Yeah. And even when we want to come back to the simplicity of the gospel, we can even strive in that. Wow. We can strive in anything because wow. we're human beings. Yeah. So it's like in our nature to strive. Yes. It's literally in our nature to 
work to earn. Yes. But if you're feeling like, I don't even know how to start to get there. I've been living in this religion for so long or I've been, I've been just doing it like this for so long and this is what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord what your next step is. And I think there's also like so many things that he can bring to the surface. Like you said in your testimony, even like there's things that he just like brings up to the surface that he's able to remove or that he's able to Mm -hmm. show us. And when he shows you that it's not to shame you or to condemn you, but it's to invite you to freedom. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's so much beauty in the gospel. Ask the Lord to bring you back to that. Yeah. Think about who you were before you knew the gospel and what it was like when you first heard it Mm. or first experienced it. Yeah. That is so good. And that, that's identity. That is identity. When we think about who we were, like our, our, our identity is solely rested upon who we were before Christ and who we are now because of him. Yeah. And it's already been done. So that means our identity is fixed. Wow. It's already been spoken. It's already been spoken and it cannot, it doesn't, it doesn't shift. It can't waver when it's rooted in, in the gospel, when it's rooted in, okay, I was once a sinner, but I've been brought near by the blood of Christ. Yes that doesn't change yeah and how exhausting was it when it changed yeah like I remember Mm. just being like it would it was you were like constantly having whiplash like because you're like okay someone said this someone said this I think this my mom said this blah 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 right and that's but that is not the life that the Lord has called us to Mm. but the better portion is knowing that it's fixed Mm -hmm. that like what he said is true and it's exactly that it's true Mm. so there's nothing that you can't change the truth. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good. Because, yeah, I would, like, literally take everything that people would say about me, literally good or bad, and I'm like, okay, that's what's true about me. Like, mm. that's how I would understand myself. Yes. Based off of what people would say about me. Yes. I'm like, okay, if they're saying, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I'm like, okay, but that's what's true about me. Like, mm. that would inform the way that I view myself. Yeah. I really do believe that all of my life's problems could be solved by a deeper revelation of the gospel. Yeah. It is the centerpiece of everything. I 100% agree because you think about every area of your life. Yeah. Financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially. Yeah. Like your school, your work, mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Everything can be traced back to to that. Like, okay, yeah. for example, when I think about like relationships, like if you're having like, if you're having conflict in your relationships or like that person is something against you or you have something against that person, it's like, okay, yeah. well, be reminded of the fact that you were like, you sinned against God and he still like righted the wrong that you committed. It's wow. like being he reminded of, us. yeah, he forgave us. It's like just being reminded. Yeah. It's like everything and the simple truths of the gospel, like can it, it speaks into every, it can speak into any area of yes. your life. Yes. That is so good. I think we've put the gospel in a box mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is what it's good for. It's good for salvation mm, and yep. it's maybe good for like other stuff, but it's literally a one size fits all. Like yeah. seriously. And not as in like it's diluted. So we can, but more of like, Yes, it speaks to every area. The yeah. gospel is how I forgave my dad after wow. my parents' divorce. Wow. Seriously. I wow. I had this moment where I was like, I have realized that the reason that I haven't forgiven my dad is because I don't know what forgiveness actually feels Ooh. like, and I have not accepted it for myself. Mm. So you can't extend something you don't have, yes. right? You can't give what you don't have. Yes. And so I, and I came to this revelation that, oh my goodness, I've sinned so bad, but God forgave me. Mm-hmm. And God forgives me, period. Mm-hmm. Like, continues to forgive me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I can forgive my dad. Yeah. And when God looks at me, he sees Jesus. Yes. So, when I look at my dad, I want to be able to see Jesus wow. and wow. see what Jesus has done for him. Mm-hmm. 
And that is, and so, it's and you would take, example. yes, you would take, someone would look at, like, a parent's divorce and be like, okay, there's literally no way that, like, the gospel can, like, speak mm-hmm. into that, but, like, mm-hmm. it literally does. Mm-hmm. But that's so good. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree. What areas do you think, right now, the gospel is speaking into your life? I think how we were talking about earlier, about one quality of the blood being that it's eternal. And sometimes I find myself falling into the, into the same sin, um that I have in times before, and it can be very discouraging, but to be, to be reminded of the fact that I'm, I've already been purified by the blood. And just because grace is available does not mean that I continue to abound in sin, right? Mm, Out of trying to take advantage of it. No, like his kindness is meant to lead me to repentance, right? But it's an understanding that I'm never too far gone. And even if I keep falling into, even if I fall back into a sin pattern of the past, I can still freely and boldly approach the throne confidently in repentance, right? And in the turning away of my sin. Like, it's like, that's still available to me. Yes, because of what he already did. Because of what he's already done for me. Yeah. That is so good. I think that that's the beautiful thing to me. The most beautiful thing is that it's already been done and it's already happened so nothing that I can, nothing that I do can change the fact that that's happened. Yeah. And that I've been purified. Yeah. That is so good. And even what you were saying of like, there's no human relationship that's like this. And so I think we project those qualities onto God where we're like, mm. okay, God's on his last straw with me because other mm. people would be on their last straw with me. Right. I would be on my last straw with other people yeah. if they were treating me like this. Right. But God is just so unlike human beings. Yeah. And he's, he's not a man that he should lie. He's not a man that he should do anything that a man does. Mm-hmm. Literally. Come like. On. And so I love, I love that. The eternal, the eternalness of the blood. Yeah. It's eternal. And it's, that is so good. That actually shapes my perspective of the blood as well. Mm. And also what you're saying reminds me, I remember going forward for prayer at my church and just feeling like so deep in my sin and a sin that I knew I've been freed from, but I'm like, why am I Mm. still here? (laughs) Why are we still Mm -hmm. here? I thought we were done with this. Mm -hmm. And I went up and asked for freedom. I prayed like, I asked them to pray over me for freedom and this one lady prayed over me super good and um one of the prayer warriors next to us who wasn't even like the one assigned to me right comes over and she's like hey as we were praying as she was praying over you I heard the Lord say Carly keeps coming back for freedom but she's already been freed wow she keeps thinking that she needs to do it over and over again Mm. but it's already happened wow she just needs to walk in it yes and that is exactly what wow. you're saying is like, we've already been freed. We've already wow. been justified. We've already been saved. We don't need to do anything after the fact. It's already happened. It's already happened. And it's a matter of being reminded. Yes. That's it. Yes. And the gospel reminds us. Yes. The gospel reminds us. That right. is so good. Right. That is why the gospel is it. Yeah. There's no, yeah. there's nothing else. Right. Yeah. There, it's not a matter of self-help or trying to find like new things to like, Yeah. And I've even, in the Christian walk, tried to find new topics to explore, which are great. You should totally do that. Yeah. But every single time, all of those are fruitless if it isn't bounded in the gospel. Yes, exactly. And they all hinge on the gospel. Yes. It's the centerpiece. It's literally the centerpiece. That is so good. How has coming back to the basics of the gospel shaped how you live? Like I said before, I think the heartbeat of the gospel, it's God's love note to us. Like it literally, the heartbeat of the gospel is love. And so me coming back to the basics of the gospel or quote unquote basics is literally just me being reminded of his love for me. Yeah. Um, And it's in being reminded of his love for me 
that's what empowers me to do everything else. I can't love other people well or love myself well if I've not first sat with love himself. So it's just, it's just a matter of being reminded. So good. I love that. Okay. Well, last question that I always ask, is there any advice that you would give to a high school or college age student? I would just say like, commit yourself to growing in a deeper revelation of the gospel and of the cross and you cannot go wrong. Um, I think for me, what kicked all of this off for me, because like I said, like I have grown more in the past couple of months than I have years in the years of knowing Jesus. And it all started because a friend of mine just started walking through the book of Ephesians with me. And it's because like, I already knew the gospel, right? So just kind of like reading it and sort of like, I don't know, a summarized format, but also with like the deep understanding that Paul had of it as well. And just like literally sitting in that and like studying a verse for a week, like one verse for a week, because there's so much richness even in one. Yes. Right. Um, But I think it's like what I, okay, the advice that I would give is maybe if you don't know the gospel, like starting with one of the four gospels, one Mm -hmm. of the four gospel accounts. But if you do know the gospel, maybe reading one one of the epistles like Philippians or Ephesians or Galatians, um, because I think that Paul kind of, he captures the gospel in a way that, I don't know, because the gospel is like, it's super multifaceted and there's like, it's so profound and there's, there's parts that he like talks about in here that I'm like, okay, when we talk about, when we, when we see the death of Jesus, but then like Paul goes into like why the death of Jesus brings us near and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, you know, and I'm brought to a deeper understanding and it just shapes. There's different, there's different sides of it and different glimpses of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so good. And also Mm -hmm. on top of that, on that note is in the epistles, that's the first time that people are hearing. Yeah. that this is available for Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So almost bringing yourself to that place while reading it makes it new all over again. You're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. before this, it was only Jews. Yeah. And even Jews didn't even know the fullness to the extent of which they, yes, the inheritance of they received, that yep. which they received. So ask the Lord to make it new for you mm-hmm. in whatever that looks like. Even if you're reading like Ezekiel or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yes. Ask the Lord to speak a fresh word. And, over that. Yeah, and I, he, and he will. And I think we doubt that, but I've also something that he's taught me is that the gospel message is infinite. Yeah. Because it's concerning the one who is infinite. Yes. Which means that I could do all of the studying like I I could literally just sit alone with like the life, the death and resurrection of Jesus and meditate on that for the rest of my life and I would never touch the bottom. Wow. Like literally just growing and understanding of the cross and what that means for my life. I could sit with that alone forever. And never touch the bottom because it's about Jesus, who was infinite, who was present before the foundations of the world. Yeah. Like, like, it would make sense that the message concerning him is also infinite. Yes. So be encouraged, right? Like, there is so much richness in this message. Um, But I think a lot of us, even me, like, for so long I lived like it was something that I could move on from. Wow. Um, But it's not. It's meant to um, inform every part of my life. It's... Like I said, it's not only necessary for my salvation, but it's necessary for my daily sanctification. That's so good. I love that. I love it too. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't be here if we didn't love it. (laughs) Yeah. And I would also just say like for any of like the high schoolers out there, or even like if you're in college, um, part of my testimony, I just lived for a long time. Um, Again, like living for myself. Um, And I think that, you know, I would look at other Christians and... 
I don't know, to me, I kind of just viewed it as like, even though I was like, I had the Holy Spirit, but I had spent years just like living for myself. And I think that, I guess it's because I thought that like, life with him wouldn't be as fun as me just like doing whatever I wanted to. Wow. You know? Um, But if I could go back, like I literally, if I could spend all those years just living for him and committing myself to him, I would because life with him has been the best decision that I've ever made. That's so Um, good. And there's so much, it's like I was living, one thing that he's also taught me is that like I was living in so much, I was living in sin, but it was like, to me, I thought that was freedom, but it wasn't. And now I see it with a clear set of eyes and I'm like, no, sin is literally death disguised as freedom. Wow. And I, I before I just saw it as like, yeah, I'm doing whatever I want to and that's freedom. But it wasn't. It's like seriously living like like there's nothing better than being able to live my life just like for him and within his will because he knows what's best for me. Yes. And he's created me. Yes. And so there's no, like, it would make sense that I delight in living for him and in yeah. doing his will. To me, that is freedom. That and is also freedom. to know that, like, I don't have to live as a slave to my sin anymore. I don't think that we view it that way. We don't view it as us living as slaves to our sin. We think that we're living in freedom because we're choosing to do whatever we want. Yeah. When in reality, when in reality we're giving into our flesh. Yes. When we're answering to our flesh. That is so, so true. And, and I, yeah. Sorry, you first. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like it's, I feel like you could compare it to like a parent and a toddler. Mm -hmm. Like toddlers, like, oh, all I want is freedom. I want like to eat all the candy and like, or just kids in general. Like Mm. I want to eat all the candy. I want to watch all the TV. I want to like play outside all day. And it's like that, like we would think that that's freedom as kids, Mm. but the parent knows that if they do that and they don't actually eat vegetables and like get a good amount of sleep every night, they're going to die. Like literally they're going to, they're going to either be really, really unhealthy or they're literally going to die because Mm. no one can sustain off of like that Mm. kind of lifestyle. But we think Mm. that that's freedom. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're, we're children, really. We are. We really are. And mm-hmm. so the Lord really does, in the same way that a parent knows what is best for the child, God knows what is best for you. And even if your parents didn't model that they knew it was best for you very well, God is so unlike our earthly parents. He's so mm-hmm. much better and he really does know what's best for you. And so I love that. I love that you share that because I've never regretted giving my everything to Jesus. Yeah. I have regretted living in sin. Yes. I have regretted choosing things that I wanted to do over what the Lord had for mm-hmm. me. And the Lord still used that for his glory, but I still regretted it. Yeah. But I've never regretted yes. following the Lord or yeah. saying yes to him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think from the outside looking in, it can look like a very restrictive life, but it's not. It I have not. never felt more free. Yeah. I've Literally. never felt more free because I don't have to answer to my sin. Like I don't have to answer to my flesh, which is what I was doing when I was living like just not for him yeah you know that's so true um it is the the most freedom like to know that i get to die <laughs> to my sin like that's good news to me yes that i get to die to myself that's like good, good news that to sucked me. yeah i hated sin. Right, that right, was the worst i right. felt terrible yeah. i like it wasn't good for me it wasn't sustaining yeah. mm-hmm. it never satisfied mm-hmm. it was always a counterfeit and it yeah. was always a perverted version of what i actually needed and what yes. i actually wanted yes come on i'm glad i get to die to that yeah. like bye yeah <laughs> yeah wow that is so good well thank you so much nay for being on the pod that was so so good and i know it's gonna edify people and Mm. yeah our conversation it edified me honestly always our conversations 
always build me up same now people just get to hear it yeah <laughs> yeah well thank you all so much for listening as always follow the pod on instagram at already loved podcast if you want podcast updates that i post once a year <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> and then if you want to follow my personal it's at kg Nipe. if you want to follow nay on instagram it's at naomi bell but the o is a zero and the e is a three was that right no <laughs> He's a three. Ooh. Na- oh, it's not? It's not. <gasps> oh, wow. It's just Naomi Zero Bell? Yeah. I don't know. Has it ever been a three? Mm, that's interesting. I don't know why in my head I pictured it was that's a That's so interesting. That's so funny. Well, it's Naomi Bell on Instagram, and she is amazing, and as beautiful as she is on the outside, on Aww. the inside. Seriously. You're so sweet. Ugh, I love you. you. I'm so grateful for you. I love you so much. Thank you all for listening. I Thank hope you guys- Thank you for having me on. Of Thank course. you guys for listening. We love you guys. Love Have a good yeah. day.